three, two, one. Hey yo! Welcome back to another episode of the Us Block Podcast. I am your host, Eric Curry the Third, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we got we got my dog on the podcast. We got look, he's gonna be real humble and modest. I'm gonna be the one to have to hype him up. But this is the dude that that really got my acting career started. He took a chance on me. Uh, I was just a little kid, didn't know nothing about acting. He just he just he just threw me out there. But um, everything I I owe to him, I will forever be indebted to this guy, my guy, my big brother. Give it up for Jimmy Jenkins, everybody. Give it up. Big applause. Big applause. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing really, really great. Feeling good. Um, bit busy today, getting some stuff going. Got a lot to do this evening, man. But I'm proud of you, man. It's so good to see that you got your podcast, man. And I'm a guest on your show. Um, I'm really proud of everything you're doing, man. You got a really bright future, man. Really, I appreciate it. I'm I'm proud of you, Jimmy. I'm, Thanks, man. I'm proud of you. But let's start. Let's start. Um, you you was an athlete before you got really in deep into like film and theater and stuff right Mm -hmm. and um so how so how was that like kind of transitional period from like okay i want to play sports but then being like nah i kind of want to do this yeah yeah i mean yeah great question like for me i played sports my whole life and so like um, you know, uh, uh, sometimes, you know, when you get older and you get to, to adulthood, you got to realize, okay, what can you do to take care of yourself? And mm-hmm. how can you take care of your family? And even though I loved it, you know, things in life are only for seasons. Right. So sports, for instance, was a season in my life. I had to figure out what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And so that's kind of what helped me to encourage or encourage me to kind of move in that direction. And uh, I just realized, okay, sports was something I loved, but it was for a part of my life. Now, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? I can't play sports when I'm 65, 70 years old, mm-hmm. but I can tell stories. And so that's kind of what really, really helped and inspired me to, to do that. Where did that love of storytelling come from? You know, I think it came from my dad and my big brother. You know, my dad's a pastor, so he, he impacts lives. And the, big, the biggest thing about storytelling is storytelling, uh, storytelling is a, a emotional connection and it impacts people's hearts and right. impacts their feelings and their emotions. So that is the big reason of why I chose it. And that's why I kind of got behind this because I know I can impact people's lives and I can inspire people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of what helped me to uh, go, down that, go down that path. Right. And boy, do you inspire people. Y'all, let me tell you. Jerry put me in my first ever everything. My first ever play, first ever movie, first ever short film, you name it. Jimmy 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 just threw me into it. Um, and I was just I'm I was just a little boy. You didn't you you knew my my mama and my cousin. My, my mama and my big cousin didn't know me from a can of paint, but you just took it, you took a chance, right? Right, for sure. Yeah. And exactly. And I don't know if you remember my first audition, but I do. I remember this like it was yesterday. But I slapped the dude on stage on the audition. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. But, um, I remember that. I remember. Yeah. But um, my question is why? Why did you, what made you take that chance on on me? Like, why did you bet on me? Well, because you 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 had a unique character, man, and, and you I can tell that you were hungry, you were committed, man. I could count on you, um, and and you were talented. That was the most important thing, man. You had really really extreme talent, and you still have extreme talent. 
Right. And that's why, you know, I, I it wasn't me taking a chance on you, man. It was you taking a chance with me because I knew you were going to be a star, man. It mm. was like, you know, it was it's just written all over you and, and, and your composure, the way you handled, you know, there's a lot of people at those plays. And you didn't get nervous. You right. just went out and you handled the job. Mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't pick nobody better to, to play those roles than you, man. It was just, mm. it was so good to, to, to see and, and, I just can't wait to see what, what you do with the rest of your life and, and what you accomplish, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you went from doing plays at Flowers to working with Tyler Perry on, and being on TV One. My boy done came up. My boy just moving on up like the Jeffersons. He got his little <laughs> crib now, big boy crib too. <laughs> big boy crib. That's <laughs> <laughs> on big boy crib out there. Yeah, yeah. I told y'all he was going to be humble. <laughs> how is that? How, how is this transitional like period for you right now? Currently from, okay. Yeah. I was just doing plays at flowers a couple years ago. Now I'm doing documentaries getting executive produced by rich climbing and KD, like the whole 35 Ventures team is kind of executive producing my project. So yeah. but is this kind of like surreal for you? Like, what's this feeling? Yeah, no, it's a great feeling. And it's always good to kind of work on major projects and be connected to some great people. And it was also a good experience for me mm -hmm. to kind of work with them. And um, it's not really surreal. It's more like, you know, I've been dreaming about this for so long. And when you dream about something a lot every single day, eventually it's got to come true if you believe mm -hmm. it. So, you know, if anything, I just, I'm just, I'm just, doing what I've been seeing and the transition is just like, Hey, look, you know, you got to keep elevating in life. You can't, you can't go backwards. You got to figure out how to get better and how to improve. Mm -hmm. And that's what my focus is every day is to get better, make daily deposits into mm -hmm. your life, daily deposits into your craft, daily deposits mm -hmm. every day. And before you know it, if you give yourself daily deposits every day, man, you look up and uh, you'll, you'll, you'll have a nice, a nice support. You have nice, nice backing and you'll be able to do what you want to do. Right. And just like, just like your, your process, right? I, I have gotten to see the Jimmy Jenkins directorial process in full effect, the good, the bad, the pretty, the ugly, right? I got to see the whole thing, but throughout all of that, you, I can, I can for sure say that you are definitely probably the best director that, that I've ever worked with, right? Just because the space that that you set for your actors how important is that for you oh man i think it's very important to give actors space and to make actors comfortable because i think that the biggest thing when you get the best performance out of actors is when they're comfortable when they trust you mm -hmm. and um i think that's the biggest key into storytelling or producing or directing is to make sure the people that are working with you are all comfortable Mm -hmm. and that's what I tried to do with my actors and well not my actors just us in general because right. you know, I just tried to give them that space to do what they want to do and give them space to create who they see mm -hmm. and at the end of the day uh, it normally doesn't go too far left or too far right but you know you can give your director notes but most times when you're working with talented actors they find things in characters that you don't know mm -hmm. or that you don't find and they bring those things out so that's what I kind of try to do is to kind of give my characters a good base, but give them room to create what they see with the emotions that they come across. And in most cases, they normally work, you know, uh, sometimes you have to kind of reel it in or make adjustments, but in most cases, the actor can really find that person. 
um, especially after dialogue and communication on who that person is. So uh, that that's just that's just kind of something that I found out worked for me. And uh, every director is different, but for me, that that kind of worked, and, and it's been growing. It's been growing for me. All right, all right, y'all. Let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. He was being humble. Now we got. Now we got to go. Now we got to throw some numbers up. Sinners won it. Not only was it on TV One, but it made a national debut with two point seven million. Let me say that number again: two point seven big million, big <laughs> view. Like two point seven million viewers on the the national debut. Jimmy. Those are big boy numbers. I seen your Instagram post. You was trying to be as humble as possible. No way you can be humble with 2.7 million viewers watching your movie. <laughs> I just know how much time you and Josh put into that that project. Um, take us on the process of making Sinners Wanted, man. Just take us down that road. Yeah, oh man, making Sinners Wanted just man was it was tough because that was like my first real budgeted movie. It was the first time, you know, people had put some money towards a project of mine. So um, it was difficult because a lot of times I was younger. I think I might've been 26, 27 at that time. And a lot of people was like, hey, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about, you know? But I think after a while, um, after I continued to come to work every day and put my best foot forward, they began to see that I, I really wanted this and I really understood why I was doing it. So it was just more so winning the crew and the team to get behind me. Um, but once they got behind me, man, it was just a process. But filmmaking, man, it ain't easy to do. It is a tough process. It's a very tough process, and it's a very long and tedious process from the script creating to the shooting to the editing to the to the marketing to the distribution of it. It's just a whole process that you got to uh, really learn. And I was able to learn a lot about that process with Sinners One, and now I'm ready to go to the next one and do it again. <laughs> And like I said, you put me on my first movie, Transpose, an amazing, amazing experience. Um, and just, and again, that's just another thing that that kind of like just got me ready for where I am now, where I'm going to be, right? Kind of just getting comfortable in front of the camera and uh, learning like blocking on camera, right? Learning where to be, where not to be, like not looking at the camera, like, cause it's weird just to look at the camera. like just learning that stuff like you just putting me in those positions right is really just got me here and um and after centers won it you went ahead and made a basketball documentary about pg kind my boy done come on now come on somebody who you know rapping pg like jimmy jenkins i you can't i can't name you one maybe maybe kd maybe I can't name you one. um but what made you make that documentary about uh, something in the water. What made you make something in the water? Well, um, a couple of reasons. You know, I just understood that this was a very, very special place. You don't, you don't, there's that many places in the world where you got all these NBA players that live, grew up a few miles apart from each other. And, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about LA, they talk about Chicago, they talk about New York, Seattle, mm -hmm. uh, Texas, however, they talk about all these different cities, but nobody was really ever talking about us, PG right. County. And uh, it just gave us an opportunity, you know, to, to be on the forefront. Most of the time you hear about DC, you hear about uh, the capital, but you never really hear about the places around it. And mm -hmm. um, it gave us a chance for the first time to be in that national spotlight. And uh, I'm happy that, that we were able to be there and people know who we are now as mm -hmm. a county. And when they come to this area, they want to go through PG County. Right. And it, it, it was something that wasn't like that before, but now it's just changing. Mm -hmm. yeah. The whole, I feel like the whole art, like 
art as a whole in like the DMV area is kind of like changing as a as a whole, and it's changing really fast. It's changing very rapidly. Um, how how do you how do you feel about that? Firstly, how do you feel about that? Well, I think it's definitely changing, man. I think there's a new era, a new wave in in France. Uh, at a time um, years ago, it was the new French new wave from filmmakers, and what they were, what they called the new French wave, was it was a time where these new young innovative artists started to make films that weren't traditional. They made them the way they wanted to make them and they broke all the rules and they called it the French New Wave. I think that right now and where we're at, there's a, fr- a new French New Wave for, for, for our demographic and right. it's changing. More people are coming to the forefront. More people are, you know, we were mostly known as a political city. Now we're kind of being known as more as poli- more than politics. We're known as entertainers, artists, creators, mm-hmm. innovators. And um, especially with, you know, your generation, you guys coming up, man, you guys are sharp, smart, and intelligent, and, yeah. and just, you know, learning about money early. Like, it's just mm-hmm. very, very uh, interesting to see how you guys are growing and building. So it's just, for me, it's just, hey, I, I want to grow. I want to grow with, I, I want to grow with the art movement, man. I want to <laughs> be a part of it. And it just kind of encouraged me along this journey. Right. Um, art Hills. You know that art heals. Art can also hurt. And um, I think this would be a great time for a story time. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time watching our Arts Block podcast, hello. Um, we have we have a new segment on the podcast called Story Time, where the artist uh, tells a story. And I would like, um, what's what's a time where, where art has hurt you the most? Either yeah. making it or just like seeing it doing it whatever where what is the time that art hurt you the most oh man um probably man when i first started like my first play man i I didn't not as many people came as i wanted to come Mm -hmm. um but you know for me it was it was a turning point for me because uh, i wanted to quit Mm -hmm. um whereas i thought a lot of people were going to come see the play and not that many came Mm -hmm. you know and uh, being a creator, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. You're going to have a lot of bad days. You're going to have a lot of them. You're going to have some really, really good days that outweigh the bad days. But a lot of times you deal with doubt. You deal with, are you good enough? Are you talented enough? Are you ready? Are you, are you this? Are you that? And at some point in life, you got to just say, hey, look, shut up. I'm going to do this and I'm going to keep moving. And that's kind of what happened with me. I just had to say, hey, look, all right. This hurts. Nobody came. The people, the amount of people I wanted to come didn't come. I looked at maybe like 10, 12, 15 people. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, man, people really aren't, you know, seeing my stuff. But, you know, I just went back to work. I said, you know, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to write it again. And it turns out like, you know, now millions of people watch my stuff, man. Mm-hmm. To where 10 years ago, eight people, nine people, 15, 20 people were coming to my shows. Yeah. And I and I'm seeing in an article that that you said that it's a it's about time. Like people will say that you just popped up out of nowhere, like you was overnight. But for you, like this is it's about time that this happened, right? Yeah. Um, are you still are you still in that like oh it's about time mode, or are you still in like okay that it's about time happened now? It's time now. Like we're in it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that now the time is coming. I mm-hmm. still think I, I'm still getting there. I'm not where I want to be or where mm-hmm. I need to be. Um, I think that I'm just now starting to scratch the surface of where I should be going. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a long way to go. Um, and it's like I said, it's just about making daily deposits every day, mm-hmm. every day, making those deposits every day uh, of growing and, and, and getting better and becoming, becoming who I, who I want to be. Mm-hmm. You say you're not where you want to be, right? When it's said and done, where do you want to be? Like, where is that? Man, I, I want to be able to say I use my gift to the best of my ability and I impact lives. That's all I care about. I don't, you know, I want to be the best person I can be. I'm not trying to be go be better than Spike Lee or better than John Singleton or better than Martin Scorsese. I just want to be the best me and I want to make an impact on the world. Like, I just want people to know I lived here. I did something with my life. Um, and I just want I want to have something that people can remember me by. And um, that's that's my big goal. And just to kind of live life to 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 make an imprint on it and have people know that I was here, man. That's that's my big thing. Yeah. You um and you you went down to Atlanta for some time. Mm-hmm. Worked with Tyler Perry alongside Tyler Perry at Tyler Perry Studios. How was that experience? What was that for you? Oh, working with Tyler Perry was great, man. You see how hard how hard he works, man. He's the first one there and the last one to leave. Mm-hmm. So working with him was just motivation for me to really get out there, lock in, and take it to the next level. Right. Um, he, 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 it, it's the real deal out there, though. Man. It's the real deal. So it was one of the best experiences for me, and mm-hmm. I learned so much. And um, I'm just thankful I had the opportunity. Okay. Did you learn how to do wigs on? <laughs> Did, is that something that you learned while working with Tyler Perry? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't privy to that to, to that task. That was that wasn't my job. Okay. Okay. Just asking. Just asking. That wasn't my job, man. Somebody's okay. job, but wasn't mine. Okay. Cool. I was just just asking. Um. Nah, Jimmy. Uh, I know. I know. You. You gotta go. You're a busy, busy man. Big busy. Booked and busy. Yes, sir. Let us see it. Um, but uh, before you do go, we have to get your dead or alive. Um, hello, everybody that's watching the Arsball podcast. I'm your beautiful, wonderful, melanated host, Eric Curry the third. If this is your first time watching the Arsball podcast, hello. If this is your last time watching the Arsball podcast, well, goodbye. But dead or alive is a segment on the podcast where the artist gets to choose other artists that they would like to work with that is dead or alive. You can choose one artist. You can choose a hundred artists. Please don't choose a hundred artists because I still have to edit this podcast. But yeah, dead or alive, it's on. It's on you. Okay, so you want me to say artists that I would love to work with? Yeah, that is dead or alive. Oh man, that's great. Of course, you know Spike Lee's still alive. I, I, mm-hmm. I would love to love to love to work with him. Um, I, I would have loved to work with, uh, of course, like the great people like Alfred Hitchcock and the Howard Hawks the, the, of the uh, uh, early days. Um, uh, it's, it's so many different people that I, that I would love to work with, man. And uh, Antoine Fuqua is a guy right now. Uh, uh, and then Ryan Coogler, he's a guy that I would love to work with um, uh, and learn from and glean from. You know, it, it's a it's a it's a lot of individuals that that I would have loved to work with, um, mm-hmm. and uh, those are just some, you know, some of them. But uh, uh, I love to work Robert De Niro, Denzel Washington. Like, mm-hmm. you know, these are guys I, I would love to work with. Wood Harris is a guy I really want to work with. I really want to work with Wood Harris. So mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> it can happen though. Yeah, it can happen for sure. It can happen. Hey, you like you win it, but you yeah. win there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and that and last thing before before we officially go, you work with a lot of 
like ball players during this uh during making something in the water. You work with the late great coach John Thompson, uh KD, Quinn Cook, um, Mike Beasley. Who else? What how who else? Colin Smith, uh, man, so many people. Uh Markel Fultz, Victor Ladipo, lot. Jeremy Grant, all a lot of people. Jeremy Grant's from here? Yeah. Man, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Man. See, look, that just goes to show y'all. Yeah, a lot of guys from here, man. A lot of guys. What what was that experience working with just being in the same room as as the top of the top, like the creme de la creme of of basketball? Yeah. And, yeah, you, and you being like a sports person yourself, like was what, what was that for you? You know, a lot of these guys I grew up with, so I seen them all the time. So it really was just back like it, how it always been. Like with those guys, it's really nothing like it never feels like, oh, I'm with a celebrity. It just feels like I'm with somebody I, that mm-hmm. I, I knew from childhood. So um, it's just it's just a, a, a feeling of normalcy when I'm around. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yo, what's up? Let's get this interview. And then I, I holler at you. Right. And then we, we go about our ways. But uh, uh, yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been normal. It's been normal. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been great. But at the end of the day, um, it feels good to be able to do projects like this and do it about your hometown and in your right. hometown and connected with people in your hometown. So right. it, it's been, it was great, man. It was, it was great top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Man, see, I told man, see humble, most probably the most humble dude. I most humble dude. I know if I was him, man. Oh yeah. I work with KD. Me and KD just hung out last night. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just, yeah. Mm-hmm, just, you know, I just had a couple drinks or whatever. <laughs> um, Jimmy, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It's been an honor uh, of having you. This has been a joy. But now you are in the seat of Big Bro, right? Well, kind of the seat that you are in now. But there is a young director, young actor, young writer somewhere in this world listening to this podcast that is struggling right now, like in the gutter. What is some advice that you will give them right now? You're not alone, man. We all been there. Even I still get there. I still get to the gutter. But the good thing or the most important thing is to remember that the great ones have all been there, but the great ones just figure out a way to get out. Mm-hmm. It ain't no way to sugarcoat it. It ain't no way to make it feel good. You got to look within yourself and get out and figure out what you got to do. Um, and, and, and you just got to be honest and true with yourself. Mm-hmm. Look in the mirror and be honest and true and understand what you got to make adjustments with. But only the key is just to understand you got to be honest and true at all times and believe and when you're low just hey it's, it's okay everybody gets low mm-hmm. you just got to figure out how to get back up you know that's all you got to figure out to do man and message and you got it man just like you man you're gonna be a talented young brother i'm watching you closely and i can't wait till we get to work together again and yeah. some new stuff man we got some amazing stuff coming up so yeah can can't wait for it. i'm always ready you know you got me oh, yeah i know you ready yeah. i know you ready to rock i know you ready man ready. uh Again, man, thank you so much, Jimmy, for coming on. I know you're a busy, busy man. And just your your time, man, and your presence, just talking to you again is, is always amazing. And um, thank you, everybody that's watching this episode of the Arts Blog Podcast. Again, I am your host, Eric Curry III. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Eric Curry III. You can follow the podcast at Arts Blog Podcast. All of Jimmy's stuff, Instagrams and stuff will be down in the description and all that. So y'all can hit him up, see what he's doing, see the new projects that he got going on. Um, 
If you're listening on YouTube, make sure you like, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe, make sure you turn on post notifications so you can be notified every time we post a podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give me a five-star and a review. If you're listening anywhere else, shout out to you. Remember that artists never die. And I'll see y'all next week. Peace.